Welcome to the Elephant Tales podcast from Wildlife SOS, where we bring you the intimate stories and the behind the scenes perspective with the people working to save India's wildlife. Hi, I'm Dana Wilson, Director of Marketing and Communications for Wildlife SOS, and I'm sitting here with Tom Sharp, Director of Conservation and Research. Hey, Tom. Hi, Dana. This is the first in a three-part series talking about what Wildlife SOS is doing to conserve wild elephant herds in India. Tom, what's happening with wild elephants in the world today? Well, there are three species of wild elephant existing in the world today. Two in Africa, um, Loxodon africana, which is the African elephant most people are aware of. This is a species which has been under such stress recently, uh, mostly poaching for their tusks. It's very, very concerning what's going on with this species. There is still roughly 400,000 elephants left of that species. And sec- the second species in Africa is the forest elephant or bush elephant in Africa, Loxodonus cyclotus. There's less than 30,000 of this species left in the world. And, and then finally, you come to the Asian elephant or the Indian elephant. This is uh, Elephus maximus. And this is also listed as endangered by the IUCN. And there's roughly, roughly 40,000 Asian elephants left in the world today. So for all three species, there's been an ongoing and dramatic decline in the numbers. But as you can see, there's roughly one-tenth of Asian elephants compared to the the African elephant. Of those 40,000 Asian elephants, how many of them live in India now? And we're talking wild elephants here. Yeah. Yes, wild elephants. It's estimated at roughly 27,000. Nearly three-quarters of Asian elephants in the world, actually, are in India. Wow, so that shows how it's so important for us to be working to protect those wild herds in India. Exactly. To put those 27,000 elephants in context that live in India, those are wild elephants, the next largest populations are in Sri Lanka, where 4,000 live, um, 2,000 in Myanmar, 1,000 in Sumatra, um, and the numbers get smaller from there. So that 27,000 that now live in India is just a, a significant number of the wild elephants in Asia. So where are the elephants distributed in India now? Right now in India, there are four distinct populations. First is in the northwest. This is kind of on the foothills of the Himalaya. And actually elephants go right up to there. In fact, even in Bhutan they have elephants that get up the hills a little. But anyway, so the first population is in the north. And then if you go to the northeast, and when we say northeast India, now we're talking about Assam and Meghalaya and Nagaland, that area. It's connected to India, but it's a largely separated by Bangladesh. There's a very dense population in the Northeast. And I can tell you from having worked in the Northeast, I remember driving home from doing research on bears at the time, and you would literally see elephants along the side of the road, somewhat like in the United States when you see deer driving home in the evening. And then there is the Southern population. Now the Southern population is down in Karnataka, that area, Tamil Nadu. Uh, There's a very big population of elephants in the south. And then you finally come to the area where 
Wildlife SOS has been working now for over five years, which is in eastern India. This area is uh, includes Chhattisgarh, Orissa, uh, West Bengal, and Jharkhand. Tom, I've seen estimates that there were a hundred years ago there were a million elephants roaming Asia, and now we're down to forty thousand, with twenty-seven thousand of those in India. Why was there such a drastic decline? Well, probably several reasons. First, as the wild habitat has been destroyed, either creating urban areas and development or even farmlands, you had a great loss in the amount of natural habitat for elephants. And this was also probably accompanied by different things, such as poaching, um, people gathering elephants to be used in captivity, Elephants being killed on roadways or even on train tracks, they're killed. Um, they get killed just because of human, human wildlife conflicts. And of course, we can't mention poaching without talking about the elephants that are in our care in our rescue centers um, who were formerly captive elephants, probably taken from the wild. That's not a common problem with African elephants that generally aren't captive. Yeah, African elephants don't, I have to be careful how we say this. I mean, African elephants are somewhat uncontrollable. For whatever reason, Asian elephants, which are smaller in general, um, can be controlled more and have been used in a captive setting. African elephants are being mostly poached for their tusks. Asian elephants have other issues because they often are captured alive or the young are taken so that they can be used in a captive setting, which is very brutal to the elephant. And this is something that's literally been going on for millennia, for two, three, four thousand years, potentially. Yes, and in fact, even in the area that we're working now, in Chattisgarh, which we'll talk about later, this area used to be a huge wild elephant population, and it was known that uh, many of uh, the moguls were taking wild elephants from this area for for use as captive elephants. And we're talking about, you know, for warfare is what they were taking them for. How have these elephants migrated historically and how are they moving around now? Elephants are naturally migratory. They move across the landscape with the seasons. And of course, now in today's world, we have national parks and what have you. And and we expect the animals simply to stay within the confines of that park which doesn't always work so well. Um, in the U.S., a good example of this would be with the American bison. Um, you know, they used to migrate across the country, across the country's grasslands, as far down south as Mexico. And now, you know, we have these herds in Yellowstone, which we don't expect them to go anywhere. The point is, the reason why these animals migrate is largely for food. And so now you have animals that are basically placed in one area and food can be an issue because, you know, if you stay in one area, you can eat up all the resources. So it's an ongoing problem. Elephants in India, they still migrate. They still move across certain areas, but it's becoming an increasing problem. And this is one reason why corridors are being built between parks. And you'll often hear about elephant corridors and and it, it is important to have movement pathways for these animals. And of course, if you're building a wildlife corridor for elephants, 
as you would imagine, that can be used by many other wildlife species as well. Yeah, India seems to have done a beautiful job with their national parks and their corridors. They really have, um, and people should recognize that. Again, we're talking about, is this an ongoing problem in India with elephants? Yes, it is. But keep in mind, as we stated earlier in this podcast, that they have 27,000 of the existing Asian elephants in their country. There's a reason for that. India has an excellent ethic when it comes to wildlife. And they've done a great job with their park system, whether it's for the tigers, elephants, and the rest of the wildlife, and with the corridors. Now, work is constantly being done on building more corridors, building better corridors. But as you can imagine, Dana, it is a problem now. Land is so expensive in India. You have the crush of people up against these corridors. And therefore, it's it's not easy just to go into an area and say, okay, now this is a corridor. It's not that simple. It's an ongoing problem and kind of a battle going on. So, I mean, obviously elephants don't um, heed park or state or national borders. And it seems like some of the local villages and communities are seeing elephants now that they haven't seen in generations. And they, they're not familiar with living with elephants in their midst. Yeah, that's true. And in fact, that is actually how Wildlife SOS came to start working in eastern India with wild elephants. As we mentioned earlier in Chattisgar, this is an area which used to have a lot of wild elephants. Well, over the last 50 to 75 years, they've had no elephants in that area until recently. Now, why do they have elephants recently? Well, there's probably a couple reasons you're seeing elephants in this area again. One is some surveys have showed that the a population did actually creep up a little bit. So that's could be part of it, but unfortunately, we think a bigger part of it is um, mining and um, different disturbances going on in the neighboring states. So the elephants, they go on the move. And like many elephants in India these days, when they start to migrate, we're talking about them migrating through a very fragmented habitat area. And so... You know, you come through a farmland, you go through maybe a wildlife sanctuary, then you're through some preserved forest, and you're through another farmland area. And and the elephants, who are an incredibly smart animal, as you would guess, they learn just like bears learn, like the crop rating can be an effective way of getting their nutrients. And then, of course, you can see where the story goes from here. Now, all of a sudden you have big-time conflicts between the local people and the elephants. It's got to be both thrilling and terrifying at the same time for these communities to have, you know, an, an animal that's revered so much like an elephant to, to all of a sudden have them in their area. We've probably all seen the tragic scenes of elephants being firebombed or injured by explosives, but besides the obvious cost to elephants, what are the impacts on people and communities? They can be major. Um, Elephants are actually known as probably the most dangerous animal in India. I know a lot of us would think of the tiger, and and tigers are very dangerous. (laughs) So are sloth bears for that matter. But elephants, it's hard to put into words how large they truly are. Because in this world where um, we think everything's 
you know, you watch dinosaurs on video screens or what have you. And, you know, you can you can look at an elephant and say you could go to a zoo. Oh, they're not that big. They are that big. <laughs> if an elephant wants you and you're in the jungle, there's not much you can do. And some of the elephants, especially some of the males, can have a pretty bad attitude towards people. And it's better to stay away from them. So, yes, um, it has a huge impact on local people, including both safety of people, but as well, as we mentioned earlier, their crops and their fields. Now, an elephant going in to do some crop raiding, not only are they eating some of the food, but this is a done animal wandering through your crops can actually destroy quite a bit. So that's another concern. It's not just what they're eating, but maybe what they're destroying as they move through the area. I saw a report of um, a two-year segment where there were 4,000 claims of crop and property damage. And I would imagine if an elephant comes through your village um, and you live in a modest house, it could be incredibly destructive, all, all in search of food. But there are cases where male elephants will even destroy houses. I mean, it does happen. We've had some things like that happen in Chattisgarh. And something else to keep in mind is that there are certain forest products that people are used to going out and gathering during certain parts of the season. Well, in a place like central Chattisgarh where we're working, people were used to, during certain parts of the season, walk through the forest freely. Well, no longer, because now you know there's a herd of elephants in there, and so it kind of constricts what people can use. I'm not making a judgment on this, whether this is right or wrong, good or bad. The problem is it forms a kind of conflict because people still want to go in where they had been going for, say, their lifetime. And now it's it's no longer safe. Yeah, one of the things we don't talk about often is just the, the cost of human life for some of these herds and some of the elephants moving around. And, and it is not insignificant. There are cases of elephants... Uh, killing multiple people. Yes, and one of the things, and we'll get into more of this later, but one of the big things we're trying to push as an organization is just to make people, again, who are not used to living with elephants, what's the best way to go about your daily routine and be safe while you're doing it? That's a great segue to close this segment out and give you some of the background and history about elephants in India. With our next episode, we're going to talk about specifically what Wildlife SOS has been doing to address these issues of human-elephant conflict and uh, some of the research that we've done and uh, some really ingenious things that our teams have been working really hard in the field to do. Tom, thanks so much for talking about Asian elephants with me. Um, I'm really looking forward to recording this whole series. I think our our work with wild elephants and herds is something that we don't talk about enough. Um, and it's, it's really the cornerstone of what we do because these wild elephant herds are often the source for the captive elephants that we, 20 years down the line, will end up at one of our rescue centers. So um, we love to see wild animals stay in the wild and be happy there. Yes, exactly. I, I was going to say that of course, we love our sanctuaries. These are for animals that can't be released back to the wild. But as a philosophy of our organization, wild animals do belong in the wild. That's where we want them. We want to make sure they're safe in the wild and hopefully keep people safe as well. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Daniel.